You're listening to Married to the Ministry, which is part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network. If you are a pastor's wife looking for encouragement or for practical wisdom on how to manage all the challenges of your role with a smile on your face, we're so glad you're here. This is your host, Janet Addison, and I'd like to help you embrace truth and delight in your ministry life. I've just made some yummy hot tea, so why don't you grab a cup and let's chat for a while. Well, hi, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. Uh, I'm going to um, be talking with a friend of mine who is a pastor's wife, and uh, I think she actually grew up with my husband, so uh, kind of fun to catch up with her again. This is Melanie Red. Melanie, you want to say hello? Hey, Janet. I'm glad to be here. It's fun to be doing this with you. Yeah, yeah, it is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey into ministry? Sure. I was thinking about it when you had asked me to to join you, and I was thinking we didn't start out in ministry. When I married my husband, Randy, he was in business, and we were living in Atlanta, Georgia, and he had just gotten a big promotion and a big raise. <laughs> and he came to me and he said, I think God's calling me into full-time ministry. And my first reaction was no. (laughs) I really did. It was like no. I can relate to that. And it took me about six months to get to a place where I was willing. And it wasn't that I didn't love ministry. I just wanted to do ministry as a volunteer, a Mm -hmm. service, not as a job. And so we began... 25 years ago. And I was thinking about this. This is kind of fun. Um, We've been in full-time ministry for 25 years, and we've been able to be part of eight Christian schools and organizations. And then we've also been in 14 different churches. And so we kind of run the gamut. I was thinking about this. We've been in churches of 6,500, and we're currently in a church that on a good Sunday, there's 25. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, we've been in churches where there was excitement and there was so much going on. And then we've been in churches that were kind of quiet and you kind of had to make sure people were still breathing. (laughs) And so we've kind of run the gamut over 25 years, Janet. So it's been an adventure, but we love church and we love ministry and we've never been sorry that we went into the ministry full time. Well, that's a great thing to hear because... That's not everybody's no. story or journey, but okay. So tell me, tell us a little bit about your your family. I know you were raised in Memphis. Yes. Um, tell me, you know, how long have y'all been married? And sure, tell us about um, your kids. Yeah, I was raised in Memphis. I graduated from Baylor University and then came back to teach in Memphis. And I met my husband Randy. What did you teach? I, I taught elementary school. My background is elementary ed English. Okay. And so I've taught in three different Christian schools, and I've taught third grade and I've taught sixth grade. And so that's been kind of fun. And I've taught every age, just about at church. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of like them all. But I met Randy. He had moved here with a job. He's from Texas, and we met on the steps downtown at Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis. We've been married 32 years, and we have two adult children. Riley's 30, and Emily is 28, and we have two Australian shepherds. One's huge, Coda, and one's a little mini Aussie that's brand new. So okay. that's kind of us in a nutshell. But we've we've traveled some with our ministry. We've moved around quite a bit, uh, but God's brought us back to the Memphis area, and that's where we've been ministering the last few years. Well, I like to start on a positive note. So I would like for you to maybe share a blessing that you have experienced in ministry life, something the Lord, you know, special that God has done for you, something you've learned or people you've met 
just a blessing and a joy that you've encountered. Well, you know, it was kind of fun because when I'd been thinking about this, we love the people and we love seeing people's lives changed. I love seeing people come to Jesus and watching people be baptized. And I love watching marriages transformed and healed. Um, It's fun to get to teach and mentor and counsel and pray with people. I love going to the weddings and the baby dedications and the birthday parties and the anniversary parties. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, we've even been to some really sweet funerals, homegoing celebration Mm -hmm. for a senior saint. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been to a lot of those. Uh, People laugh at me, but I like the hospital visits. I love when you can go in and be with someone when they're really struggling and hold their hand and just walk with them Mm -hmm. and kind of hang out with them. And I've had some sweet moments in hospital rooms. I think about women's ministry. I love the Bible studies and the retreats and all the things you get to do to minister to the hearts of women. And then we love the youth and the kids. I mean, there's just something about the energy and the camps and the passion that the kids have. And I would say our biggest blessing in general is the people just getting to be God's hands and feet Mm -hmm. to a group of people that God gives you to love on. Yeah. Some of the most wonderful people I've ever known in my life were church people. Yeah. And being the pastor's wife or a staff minister's wife, you really get an up-close view of what God is doing in other people's yeah. lives that yeah. that maybe people outside their really tiny uh, circle, I guess, of influence wouldn't wouldn't know. We just see I am blessed by seeing God bless other people. Yeah. So yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. That I think you're right. And I think people tell blessing. us things. Don't you find that? They'll say, hey, can you have a minute? Or they'll call or they'll send me an email and they'll say, can we talk? And they'll yes. share really personal things asking us to pray. Yes. And I feel like... Um, it's kind of a gift that we get yes. to kind of keep those sacred and secret and pray for those people. That's exactly right. And I, I immediately, my mind goes to one couple that we, I think we may be the only people yeah. that they've ever shared a particular experience with in order to help them through it and pray about it. And that is a, that's a weighty responsibility mm-hmm. to be a keeper yeah. of people's secrets. Yeah. What a joy it is to see God doing things in other people's lives. Yeah. It is. And, I, you know, I'll tell people, people say, do you want the details? And usually I'll say, no. God knows the details. Yeah, I can still I don't pray even if I don't know. <clears throat> but there's such opportunity to pray for them and pray with them and encourage them and to give them a safe place. Yeah. And so I think as pastor's wives and minister's wives, that's part of what we do. We mm-hmm. we do hallway ministry. Yeah. We do the hug ministry, you know, the coffee ministry. Well, the high ministry. Yeah. I've had church members tell me the last pastor's wife never even said hello to me. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't care if you don't remember my name. You have stopped and at least said hello. Yeah. And that is a big, that's yeah. a big blessing. We were in one people. church where there were quite a few senior saints. And rather than go to the Sunday school time, I actually would walk around and talk to everybody. So mm-hmm. I'd go in the nursery and I'd go in the children's rooms. And then I'd go across the back of the church and hug all the senior saints. And that just seemed to be yeah. exactly what God had called me to do in that yeah. moment. There was nothing to it. It was just loving on people. Okay. You said you had something a little more specific than yes. general I'll tell you love my, of church people. My, one of my favorite things that happens is when a younger woman will pull up next to me and say, will you spend some time with me? Hmm. Not just can I tell you my prayer requests or my problems, but I had one happened today. And that just means the wor- stuff like that, You there's no price on it. Well, and it's such a biblical model of relationship. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus was pouring into his disciples yeah. on a regular basis. And it's, it is special to get to do that. And to be asked, I mean, that says a lot about you that she would have chosen you. I'm happy to hear that because more people need 
to be in yeah. those kind of relationships. Yeah. Well, it's just sweet. I, I feel like if we say, Lord, I'm willing, you know, because uh, a lot of pastor's wives, I know you're busy and you got a lot of things going on and you end up working the nursery and playing the piano and singing in the choir and all the things. Cooking, cooking on Wednesday <laughs> night. Yeah, taking the meals. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's something about getting to invest in another woman's life mm-hmm. that's it, it's so rewarding. Yeah, and so that powerful. is an encouragement. I would say people listening, if you don't have that, ask God to give you that yeah. because I pray for those and they will they will contact me. Yeah. And sometimes it's an older woman that's just yeah. a newer Christian. But sometimes oh, I love it when it's a kid or a 20-something and they just need someone besides their mom or their grandmom or to, to pour into them. And yeah. so that's a real sweet thing to get to do. A lot of blessings. A lot of blessings. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that you've got a lot of happy Happy things to say about being a ministry wife. So the flip side of that, of course, is sometimes there are challenges or struggles that we go through. So can you share maybe a challenge or two that y'all have experienced? Really the one I think for us that I would mention is financial. Mm. I think in ministry, the money is just tight. You know, I was thinking back over this. We've had many seasons where we struggle. We're not there at this point. But there were many days, especially early on, where our month lasted longer than our money. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of ministry people are there. We never missed a meal, but it was really challenging sometimes. And I was thinking we drove old cars while our friends were getting new cars. Um, our vacations were real simple, if we had them at all. We um, we lived in apartments or older houses. I was thinking about, you know, we just had to get really creative. And, and you can do it. You can make it, but you are not on the same ladder as your other friends. And sometimes contentment can be a challenge. And so when I talked to ministers' wives, I was at a retreat talking to some ministers' wives last year, and we were talking about this very topic. And I told them a story, and I just think it's really a good story. But we had prayed. We were having an anniversary. We were living in North Carolina, and we were paying a big house note, and we just didn't have a lot of dollars left over, but we wanted to take a trip for our anniversary. And so I was getting my hair cut. I was praying. I said, Lord, we need a place to go, a free or really inexpensive place to go, because when you're in ministry, you're not just, you know, making big plans to go necessarily to Cabo or to go to Europe, oh, yeah. you're yeah. thinking, okay, where can I find a deal? Right. <laughs> you know, right. And, and you have to think that way in ministry. This lady's cutting my hair and she's the sweetest lady. She just met, goes to the Methodist church and she said, we have a place. It's it's in the Methodist church. Do you think they'll let you go? Y'all are Baptist, I know. She <laughs> said, but I think they'll let you go because you're in ministry. And so she said, it's a little bitty house on Grandfather Mountain near Asheville, North Carolina. It was beautiful and we got away for a few days. Yeah. And so I think in ministry, you sort of have to redefine and, and and think differently. So you may not be able to afford to go to Disney unless mm-hmm. the Southern Baptist Convention is meeting in Orlando. Yeah. Um, but like we bought a tent and we would go into the North Georgia mountains or we go up to East Tennessee and we camp. Yeah. And when your kids are little, they don't they don't know the difference. Uh, they may hear that their friends are doing something, but they don't know that you don't have a lot unless you tell them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can make it fun. You can come up with um, when your husband's taking trips, when there's a convention or there's a meeting or something, go with them mm-hmm. and enjoy. Usually they have a free hotel room. So we would go and we would just pay for our food. I had a friend that actually took her crock pot and cooked in a hotel room when her husband had traveling plans so that she and her boys could go with them yeah. when they're in, in their ministry. So I just believe we pray, we get creative because it is challenging. You're going to have seasons in ministry where you got to mend the old clothes. There were times where we resold Randy's shoes like three times because his dress shoes kept getting a hole in the bottom. We sold Craig's uh, <laughs> high school saxophone 
Yeah. To buy suits. Yeah. And usually in ministry, Janet, it just seems instrument. like there's not any extra. There's not bonuses and pay raises and big dollars. And so when you need extra, it can get real tight. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's the challenge. But I've just told people it can be hard, but you can get creative. You can get really clever. We used to just go to, um, you know, we didn't live where our friends lived. And just going to our friend's house yeah. for several days with the kids and you know, again, that was staying for free, and it was being with people we loved. Didn't cost us a lot of money. Yeah, that's just, a great idea. You just have yeah. to find, you know, and usually people are thrilled to have you yeah. come stay for a couple of days. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, to we've also money. really just prayed. God's taught us our, our prayer lives increased exponentially when we went in the ministry. It was funny when we first started in the ministry and left the business world. People said, uh, "Get all your good stuff now." <laughs> Because you're not going to have a lot of extra. I didn't know what they meant. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, we've just prayed, and over the years, God's just provided. And so I, I think if you're in a place where you're feeling a little discontentment or you're frustrated or you feel like you don't have anywhere to go or you don't have any money, ask God to provide. He is very well able to take care of us, and he has to. We're serving him full time, and so he it's an easy thing for him to do, and he will come through. Yeah, and he knows the desires of our hearts are. And there are times he just extraordinarily blesses us with yeah. something that if he gives you something, sometimes it's the exact color that yeah. you love. God is a good giver of gifts. He is. And so many times we don't ask him about those things. And I have even used finances as one of my prayer confirmations mm. One time we were moving, and I just emotionally was in a very difficult place. And I told my husband, if if you feel like God's calling us to this, you, I'm just going to have to trust you because I don't have anything in me to contribute to this decision. But I, I finally prayed there. I said, Lord, okay, all I know to say is if they offer him this much money, then I'll know. I'll know it's a confirmation from you. And they offered him exactly that That's much cool. money. And it's like, shoot, I should have prayed for a bigger number. <laughs> Can I increase that, Lord? I know, but I said, you know, why yeah. do I, I'm not yeah. more specific in yeah. my prayers. But God knows, and he He can meet those needs yeah. just like he can meet needs of healing and um, direction and, yeah, you know, protection and all those kind of things. So I think that's wonderful to remind people that you can't ask the Lord to meet your needs financially. Yeah. And it's not always going to look like the way you think it's going to. And I remember sometimes we would get these random checks in the mail from the mortgage company that we had no idea, but the Lord knew, and He sometimes will hold things like that until we pray, and then He releases them. We had that happen, too. I, I can remember one December, this was a few, few years back, we were really tight with our finances, and we owned a home in more than one place, and it just was hard. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember we owed $2,000. We got this bill for $2,000, and I remember getting on my face, and I was like, we don't have it. Yeah. And just begging God. I mean, I prayed. It was one of those, like you said. I mean, I was real specific. We need $2,000. Mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. tell you, in that week, in the mail, we got, I guess it was three different checks, but one of them was for $1,500 from Baptist Hospital. The hospital never sends money to people. Right. Somehow we had overpaid, wow. and here it came that very week. Yeah. And just think about how God got that ready. He'd been, yes. He knew the need before there was a need, or yes. those checks wouldn't have made it that very week that we needed. Yes. Yeah. And we have learned over the years, sometimes God gives you the money beforehand yeah. 
And if we get a big thing like that, we joke about, okay, something's coming. (laughs) We better save this. The Lord knows something's coming and we're going to need this. So we have had him give it to us in advance before. But finances is a huge issue because you do take a, I mean, you don't want to take an oath of poverty when you go in ministry, but you do give up certain expectations to be able to follow the Lord in this way. And it's not always, it can't be too spiritualized because there are very practical aspects of it. You have to be able to feed your family and have to be able to live somewhere that's safe and all those kinds of things. God teaches us a lot about contentment, and you learn that you can do without. And yes, you know now I have to watch how much I scroll on Facebook, and you have to be careful how many other things you're looking at that you might want that would stimulate discontentment. Yes, Yes, but I think if you guard your heart and just Mm -hmm. focus, stay kind of in your lane and focus on what God's given you to Mm do, it gets easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially when you have to move. You have less stuff to pack if you've been accumulating less stuff. Life gets more simple. It does. But I I can definitely testify God has provided and he's always taken care of us. Yes, he has. And he blesses in ways that aren't always financial, but financial is one way that he can bless us. You've talked about um, you being a mentor to this young girl, younger girl. Has anybody ever mentored you as as a ministry wife. Absolutely. I've been so blessed. God has just sent the most wonderful women that were a little bit ahead of me. Um, I was thinking about a lady that's in a local church here, Mrs. Faye. She's been teaching the Bible for 100 years. <laughs> and she actually had me to her house uh, as, it, as when we were first in ministry, and she knew I loved to teach. She made us egg salad sandwiches, and we sat at her kitchen table, and she talked to me all about teaching and organizing and how to get the notes together and what to put on a page and just taught me so much about teaching and about leading women. And that was just a gift, oh, yeah. you know, to have. And yeah. she would come when I would speak or teach and she'd sit on the front row and just pray for, and you, pray for sure. me. And yeah. afterwards, she'd tell me one thing she really liked. And mm-hmm. so I tell women, if you want a mentor, pray for one, seek them out and then ask them some questions. Go to coffee and ask questions. It's a good way to start. I feel strongly about, you know, pastor's wives have got to have their own relationship with the Lord. And, you know, we can't just depend on our husbands to speed up, to feed us spiritually. So I was wondering if you might could share something God has recently been teaching you in his word. Sure. Absolutely. I was thinking about this, that um, one of the big lessons I've been learning the last year or so is that I want to please God above anyone or anything else. And it's so easy. And I think in ministry, we get there where we're trying to please other people, make other people happy. And more and more, I feel like I'm supposed to make God happy. And if I take care of that, everything else, it's that Mm -hmm. seek you first, the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. I think about this quote from Adrian Rogers. He said, if you please God, it doesn't matter whom you displease. But if you displease God, it doesn't matter whom you please. Mm And so my goal has been Galatians 1.10 that says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God, or am I just trying to please people? If if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So I think my biggest prayer, my biggest lesson is, God, let me seek to please you and make you happy, and all the other things will take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Pleasing God. And uh, I think about Elizabeth and Zacharias and the kind of the theme verse that I chose for Mary to the ministry was the Bible tells us they both walked blamelessly with the Lord and followed the Lord and did his followed his commandments and that is how we please God through 
time in his word and obeying what he tells us in his word to do and loving people. So that's that's really a good word. Pleasing, pleasing God. And that's I don't know. People do get so concerned about, especially when you're in ministry. Well, what are the other people going to think about this? Can I wear this dress? You know, what if my kids do this. We're always concerned about pleasing yeah. people or yeah. what other people are going to say about us when when we're in ministry. But yeah. we don't have to be. Yeah, I really think it's you love God with your all your yeah. heart and you love other people. You and love if you other do people. those two things, everything else will work out. Yes. And I do feel like the more we love the people that God has placed in our lives, yeah. the less critical they are and the less hard to please they are. And usually that starts with, I'm walking with the Lord, I'm pleasing Him first, and as I'm pleasing Him and He is loving others through me, then then we don't have to work as hard to please people. Janet, we were in a church, Randy was um, filling in, and it was a particularly hard situation, and there were some people that weren't crazy about us, Mm. and one of my mentors said, love them, pray for them, and love their kids. Mm -hmm. And the funniest thing happened, their children loved us, and these little children would run up and hug me, and I knew their parents weren't happy with us, but we, I would just hug them anyway, and I'd hug the kids, and I'd hug the parents, and we just kind of went on. And sometimes you just sort of have to get a little, you know, steel-toed shoes and and put your armor on and and not get your feelings hurt, but just go in and love people anyway. And usually there's some reason. Hurt people are hurting people, and people that aren't happy are usually acting out. But we just keep loving because that's what Jesus does. Yeah, that's what Jesus does, and we're following him. I remember uh, Pastor Rogers one time told us that— Loving people's children was a very powerful way to connect with the parents. Not in a manipulative type of way, but, I mean, that's everybody wants people to love their kids. So that was a real entree kind of into ministering to families sometimes was to really focus a lot of attention and love on the kids. So that's interesting that you found that to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was one little girl. In real life too. She was. She's probably about three, and she always wore big rain boots with her dress. And I, I don't. She's three or four, but she loved me, and she'd run down the hall yeah. to hug me. And I just loved this child. Where her parents were challenging. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I loved this little girl, and it made it really awkward. I'm sure for them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I didn't do it to be manipulative, but right. I just think God did that because yeah. I just showed attention to these little children and. They responded. Again, loving yeah. people is never the wrong thing. Yeah. Well, where can people connect with you? Well, we are part of the same uh, network, the Love Our Finding Network. We and are. They, I would love to connect with your listeners. And um, my website is, or, it's Ordinary Women, Extraordinary God, but it's org. Okay. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. It's all Ordinary Women, Extraordinary God. And we also have a YouTube channel. So okay. uh, if, if you will reach out to me or the people that are listening will reach out, I would love to connect with them and invite them to be part of our ministry, too. Okay. And I'll put the links for all those in our show notes. Yes, great. So, That's great. Well, thanks, Melanie. I just it's been good catching up with you and hearing um, what God has done in y'all's life over the course of your ministry. And thanks for all the encouragement you've shared. And I'm, I just I'm just going to say thanks. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun to do yeah. this with you. And I'm so excited for this new ministry that you're doing. 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to connecting with more pastors' wives and ladies. I just hope this has been encouraging to you and you've um, some new ways to look with humor, maybe on the the ministry that God has called you to do right now, or or encouragement. And I really do encourage you to, like Melanie said, if if you're looking for a, a woman to pour into you um, as a ministry wife. Um, just ask the Lord. He He knows somebody that has the time and the wisdom to share, and uh, ask the Lord to, to bring somebody into your life like that. So I guess that's going to be all for today, and uh, thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. 